Hello and thank you for listening to episode 197 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave. I'm Tina. And this is the entertainment show for August and September 2019. Officially sponsored by Below the Belt Grooming. Yes, we do have officially the freshest balls in podcasting. Dave. Yes. I actually haven't got any testicles. Well, I think you should get onto onto our sponsors then. On what? Ask them to make... Licky fanny juice. <laughs> what? <laughs> but they could, perhaps they could develop some sort of cream hmm. that would make men want to perform oral sex on them. <sighs> Christ, they'd be millionaires in about 20 seconds. Yeah, I can sell. Yeah, I do, actually. I think they should just start with... Some sort of spray. No, so they can keep all the... You know, they spent money on, on advertising on their brand. So yeah. to keep at BTB grooming, they could do at below the boob grooming and at the sweaty, <laughs> sweaty tits. <laughs> yeah. For the lady, although you wouldn't put that on the packet, you wouldn't put... Have you got sweaty tits? <laughs> huh? It'd be for the lady with... Large bosoms. Mammary moisture problems or yeah. something. Yeah, well, if you've got big boobs, like what I have got hmm. on a hot day, it, you do get a bit rubbed. Well, there you go. That's what they could start with. Uh, well, what would it be, though? Would it be well, some like sort do, like, of spray well, or like they do for, um, No, like they do for a, a gentleman's pips. Well, what, what is it? Is it spray well, or cream? Well, this is the thing. This is why we should explain as well that Chris isn't here because we got word that Below the Belt were going to be sponsors. They were on board with us. And they didn't want him as part of it anymore because he's just really annoying. (laughs) And he goes, he just talks about his balls all the time when, in fact, he's got the smallest balls in all of England. But they're very fresh because he's been using Below the Belt Have you ever seen how big they are? Yeah, of course you have. You've had them on your face a few times. Well, yeah, of course. They're pretty small, aren't they? We have spent the night together a few times. Yeah. So. Uh, I should point out as well that because we've got sponsors, and we've got sponsors for the ABC shows, of which the next show they'll be talking about as well, doesn't mean to say that you, the listener, will be inundated with adverts or anything like that. We're going to have no pre-recorded adverts or anything. We just want to promote people whose product that we like. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, below the belt grooming of kindly for the next six episodes, uh, giving us stuff to give away. We have got, and this is their bestseller apparently, fresh and dry balls. <laughs> fresh. Because you can have fresh and dry balls active, I think. Fresh and dry balls cool. <laughs> what? Uh, so it's like, is it like sucking a mint, but maybe. you rub it on your balls? Well, this is it. This is totally foreign to me. You need to explain it. I haven't got balls. I don't understand. Well, Chris is the one that's used their product because... He's got the sweatiest and smallest balls in know, all of England. He used to, but now, now. He's, he's got the freshest. And I think maybe there's some sort of HGH in it as well. That, <laughs> don't quote me on that. That may have enlarged his testicles too. This is how really? good the product is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I bet Kay's really happy about that. With his... Massive Zest, balls. Fresh, massive balls. He does a lot of kickboxing stuff, doesn't he? Does he like he just swings swing his balls them around? Now, yeah. So, yeah. 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 He does. Wow. So, yeah, every uh, 
every episode for the next six entertainment shows. That's pretty We've cool. got a freebie to give away. All you've got to do is just email us a picture of your balls and whoever's got the sweatiest. <laughs> Tina, <laughs> Tina is going to uh, adjudicate and whoever oh. she thinks has got the sweatiest balls Hang will win. on a minute. Hang that Listeners, that is a joke, okay? <laughs> Please do not send Please us pictures. <laughs> yeah, even you... Yeah, you, who's got the camera down his pants right now, I do not want to see no. your testicles. Oh. <laughs> Please don't send me a picture of your testicles. No. Thank you. All you have to do Unless is, they're ginger. Is... And then I would like to see them. <laughs> All you have to do is... They're amazing, aren't email they? Email us and just tell us why you should have some the one that makes us laugh the most wins you have until october the 14th and there is a reason why you have until october the 14th and the reason for that will be explained later in the show where you can also win something else <gasps> we're just giving shit away and well not shit shit you know as in good do shit think, do you think anybody will actually be asked well, to write well this we're going to come to at the end of the show as well okay so, we shall carry on. Our entertainment show, <laughs> officially sponsored by... By Below the Below Belt, the belt grooming. grooming. Seriously, though, follow them on Instagram and Twitter. Have a look at their website. Links will be on the show notes for this show. And, um, yeah, let's unite the world in uh, fresh male genitalia. Yeah, well, I'm all for that. Yeah. And then, any ladies out there... Um, let's see if they can do below the boob grooming as well well i i think given the choice we'd like to spray our fannies more than okay. our boobs yeah okay yeah below the bush grooming yeah there you go well, any of those actually on the bush in the bush in the bush in the bush grooming <laughs> <laughs> the money making ideas we're coming up with already it's incredible oh, oh i've got a pain now okay. in my bush well if only there was something that you could dab onto it to cool it <laughs> okay, down and okay, take away the pain. Okay, get on with the show. Right, yes, let's, I'm going to start with apps. Uh, there's one app I mentioned in the last show, and you, you're in on this, the ITV7 app. Yeah. Thank you to everybody that joined us, the 60 Minutes with League that we've got going on there. There's nine of us in it. Is there? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Uh, nobody's won yet. I think the closest we've come is I had four winners, two placed and one nowhere the other day. That doesn't mean anything to me. I forgot to say as well, you don't need to have all seven winners to win. Mm -hmm. You can have, no, if if nobody else has seven winners, if you have six. But I just them. go on it and I pick the prettiest name of a horsey <laughs> and then I, I press send. And you know how many times you've either been first or second with those tactics? No. Quite a lot, actually. I know. <laughs> So yeah, if uh, again, if you haven't joined so far, please do. You get about three or four times a week where you can win free money. Uh, and if nothing else, it's a bit of a laugh just to see how everybody else does. I'll yes. put the details of it in the podcast notes for this episode as well. Easy to, easy to do or if you're on iOS or Android. Uh, moving on to podcasts, the usual The Wild Ride with Alan and Walt. Um, they've got some more. They did Princess Bride the other day. Mm. Uh, they're getting some good material they're sort of between seasons they did Young Frankenstein in season one they did Blazing Saddles in season two uh, so before they start season three which I think is 
Don't tell them. No, I'm not going to tell them. I'm not going to tell you. You'll have to, you'll have to subscribe to their shows and find out. Uh, so they're getting some good stuff out in between the seasons. Bad Cop, Bad Cop are back. They released episode 107 today, I think. So they've released three new shows since the back, Dave and Jerry. And a new one that we found is The Real Queens of Queens. Mm. We listened to it the other day. We were going to the seaside in the yes. car. Yeah, we and were. I downloaded, I thought, oh, I'll have a look at this. And it's with... Oh, uh, I'll have a look at this because Paul Stanley's well, no, and Sly. No, the reason... Okay, so I'll fess up. The reason I downloaded it... Is because Sly was in it. Yeah, it's hosted yeah. by Kathy and Fran, both in New York. And it was about meeting, you know, it was teenage crushes. It was teenage crushes. And I saw, oh, it's like when Fran met Sylvester Stallone. So I'm going to have to listen to it's this. A, it's a funny story. It's a very funny story. And then she says she loves Sylvester Stallone. She loves Paul Stanley. And so then I immediately hit the subscribe button. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that does mean. The best thing about it is their voices. I love, I love their it's, accents. Their accents. Yeah. Are, it's, that's one great thing about uh, that sort of podcast is because they talk about their lives it's just so foreign and alien to what we do. Yeah, yeah. You know, not just their accents, but where they live and, yeah. you know, being able to, like, and just the go fact, down the road, yeah. road and meet Sly. And the fact that they're friends as well. Mm. And, you know, they've got that. And it's it makes a really big difference in a podcast, I think, you know, because I've listened to podcasts where it's been a subject matter that I've been really into. Mm. But the people talking about it, I just didn't, couldn't click with them. Yeah, with, with Kathy and Fran, it was like... I really like these two. I can listen to them talk. Uh, and sound quality is good as well, which yeah. always helps. Uh, better than ours, so, you know. <laughs> they haven't got a rickety chair. They, no, I'm sat on the rickety chair trying. Make, go on, okay, make the noise. Shall I move? Okay, yeah. here we go. If I move, to, if you hear this at any time during the show, there, it's the rickety chair. Scratch your balls now and see what happens. I'd have to reach down to the floor to do that, so we won't do that. <laughs> I thought we'd finish with the ball talk. Or... I never finish talking about balls, darling. <laughs> so, uh, have you got any podcasts? I've got, I've actually got two podcasts okay, to talk about. Um, I've never, I listen to, I've got very eclectic tastes in everything, really. Films, music and podcasts. You're saying well. I haven't? Yeah, basically. Um. If it's not 80s cock rock, Kiss, American football, Sylvester Stallone, Judas Priest... Clint Eastwood, you're not interested. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so one podcast is called uh, Confronting O.J. Simpson. And it's Kim Goldman who's made it. And it's one of those, oh, it's not Panoply, but it, it's made by one of the companies that hmm. makes podcasts. So there are a lot of adverts in it, <clears throat> um, which is a bit annoying. Oh, God, it's just... I. I wish I didn't get annoyed at adverts in podcasts. I, I do they, the same now. I do the same. They actually make me want to not listen to them because I know every five minutes there's going to be an advert. I stopped listening to... I unsubscribed to a Pittsburgh Steelers podcast and these shows are only 25 minutes to 30 minutes long. Mm. It ended up they were having three to four adverts in each show. That's a lot. And it's just, you know, this is why I made a point at the start with, even though we've got sponsors, we won't be doing adverts. We will mm. we'll just, you know, talk about sweaty balls in sweaty. this show, which is fine. Well, this this particular one has got two adverts in it. 
but Kim Goldman presents it and does the narration mm. for it and also interviews people to do with the case. Kim Goldman, I should explain, is the sister of Ron Goldman, who was murdered alongside uh, Nicole Simpson by a, an unknown person because they've never caught who murdered Ron Goldman and Nicole Simpson because O.J. Simpson was found innocent of that crime. Mm. Uh, it's a very emotive podcast. It's not a hugely in-depth investigative one, but it's a really good listen. Uh, it talks to a lot of people. Interestingly, it talks to some of the jury uh, who were on the case as well. But one downside to it is Kim Goldman will be talking about something relating to her brother and then sort of morphs into an advert. It's a bit weird. And it's, yeah, yeah. And you don't know it's coming. So you're listening and you're thinking, why is she talking about the sort of writing mm. paper that she uses? <laughs> but but having said that, it's uh, I think it's eight, eight episodes long, but it's well worth a listen. Mm, good. Uh, well. And another podcast, which I only just started listening to today, seemed to be on a bit of a theme here as well. True crime's really big in podcasting, oh, isn't it? It's it's. I think it's already getting to saturation point, mm. and I think a lot of people are jumping on it because yeah. a lot of them have made quite a bit of money through them, yeah. and they go, oh, here's a way we can make some cash with podcasting. Some of them are. are I've listened to quite a lot of true crime podcasts mm. um, <clears throat> because they're the well. I listen to a lot of audio books as well, and I tend to listen to true crime podcasts. When I'm in bed, I just listen mm. and it sends me off to sleep. Uh, but one I listen to, I also listen to them while I'm painting. And uh, one I listened to today was, um, it's quite a new one and it's called Unheard, the Fred and Rose West tapes. And it's by Howard Soonis, who wrote probably the most famous book about Fred and Rose West. Do you remember it when it came out? The white cover yeah, I was gonna say, I can with the, pic, the cover. That f yeah. famous picture of him with his arms yeah. round her and she's sitting down. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know what to expect. I just thought it'd be, you know, it might be a bit better than average because of the person who was presenting it and, you know, had written it. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's this is what if you like true crime podcasts and you like sort of serial killer type ones i think this is going to be a good one because not only is he talking to people today about fred and rose west he's also got tapes from the early 90s that he's had in storage for nearly 30 years uh and he's got them out of storage and has played them and it's chilling he had uh, their son, Stephen West, on it talk and mentioned a few things uh, like Fred West being arrested for raping a minor. I didn't know that that minor was his own sister mm, until today. Hell. It's So it's very, it's a bit car crash, mm. a little bit titillating, but it, especially it if you're British. You can't talk about fred and rose west though without it being a little bit titillating yeah. in a way because of what they got up to yeah yeah well it's no hold bars not the sort of podcast you can listen to in front of kids or 
out in the open it's a definite um earphones one yeah. because the descriptions are very uh mm. yeah but um i've listened to three episodes of that and it's pretty good so far mm. yeah good so there's two new podcasts Excellent. if you like uh, that sort of thing good uh shall we move on to television can move on to television or talk a little bit about music if you like oh go on then before this is and a book oh oh we are getting highbrow i see oh go on then i should let you cover music and uh, literature right well the music so everyone who listens to the podcast obviously you all go to the website and read all the reviews that we write don't they yeah, they and, do don't and they they do and listen and go to the news items yeah look at them look at them yeah everything on there yeah they think how about, wonderful we are yeah they go oh my god i really really need to get in on that world tour page <laughs> is that what they do that's what they do they're sat there thinking shit it's just reminding me are they now. scratching their balls while they're thinking it and thinking god my balls are sweating i need some good product <laughs> Thankfully, Dave and Tina have just told me where exactly to get where to go. From. And no longer will I have sweaty, itchy uh, nads. Perhaps I should start to identify as a person who has got balls. You could do. I'm, I'm sure in this day and age you could identify as a ball. Whatever you wanted to do. You just called me a bollock, Dave. Well, I could be the other one. We could both go out. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be the left one? Yeah. Thank you. I identify as a left testicle now. Okay. Okay. We'll just leave that there, shall we? Okay. Yeah. So back to our website. Yes. You're weird. Fancy saying that you identify as a left testicle. You started it off. I only started I talking about. I meant that I identified as a person of female gender who, but still had. Hmm. Never okay. mind. So anyway, a couple of weeks ago, we went to see a band at our beloved Tivoli, the old great Tivoli, and so the best is. music venue in Britain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this band was one that I really, really loved when I was a lot younger, like sort of 18, 19. And the reason I loved them is because they were a rock band and they were three women. So that's a long time ago, sort of 1983. It's a hell of a long time it's ago, a bit, isn't it? it? Yeah. It's a long time ago. I'd completely forgotten just how much I loved this band until we went to see them. So we saw them. Rock Goddess. They've recently got back together haven't they and released a new album mm -hmm. called this time yeah uh to rave reviews so we were lucky enough to see them they played stuff off their old records and their new record and it was a great night it wasn't a massive audience was there but they really played with all their heart and soul didn't mm. they yeah it's a great kid so as they were I, as we were sitting there watching them i I could sing all the songs. I could remember the lyrics mm, yeah, to all yeah. the songs. So when I got home, I went on Amazon uh, through our website again, you know, uh, and I found their first album, which is called Rock Goddess. Just, I can't stop playing it. <laughs> and it came, I think it was recorded in 1982 and it was released in 1983. So, Dave, are you going to play a song? What? Are you making me edit now? Yeah. In these shows? Yeah. Okay, I'll play, I'll play... You're going to play The Love Lingers Still by Rock Goddess. Is that what I'm going to play now? Yeah. Wait, is that your favourite one? Yeah. Okay then, I'll play that. Shit, I've got to make a note of the time now. Okay, here you go. Pin your ears back. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was a good song, wasn't it, Dave? It was very good. You had a really good dance to that. I did. I, oh. almost, I almost took my top off while almost I was Almost took your balls were swinging, though, weren't they? <laughs> oh, I, was did... I was trying to dry them out because they're so sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, somebody get him a towel to sit on. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, got another band to talk about as well. Now we can uh, blame uh, a young man called Daniel oh, yeah. about this particular band. Okay. And again, talking about the podcast, we had a lovely talk to somebody called Danny Morgan a few weeks ago, who's the writer and star of a film called... Double Date. Double Date. Now, I'm sure most of you have uh, gone out and bought the Blu-ray of Double mm-hmm. Date because it is a it's such after, a good yeah, film. After reading your written review on the website, yeah. after listening to our interview with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a really good film. Well worth a watch, if especially if you like sort of comedy horror. Uh, so one really significant thing about this film, apart from like, you know, it's got a great script, the story's really good is the music in it is incredible, isn't it? And oh, it music, so, yeah. yeah, it's a really big part of any film, mm, isn't it, yeah, music? Yeah. So um, the director, Ben, really likes a, a band called Goat. I'd never heard of them before. Uh, apparently they're from Sweden. I looked them up today and there's a lot of conflicting stuff about them that they're like 30 years old, that they're 20 years old, that they've had three albums out, that none of the band members are the same as the original band members, Mm. and then they are, and then they're not. And basically nobody knows because if you Google them, you'll see that they wear sort of like voodoo masks, don't they? Yeah, they're in, well, they're in disguise, basically. Yeah, you can't see who they are. But they play two songs... Uh, in the film, in the film Double Date, and um, maybe Dave will play one right at the end of the program for you. <laughs> <laughs> More editing, thank More you. More editing, yeah. So Goat do the soundtrack. They, they do the incidental music as well in Double Date. Great band, really bouncy, dancey. And once you hear one of their songs, they're very Marmite. Again, you either love them or hate them. But you definitely remember the, their sound. Oh, definitely. Don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there, music. Okay. Wild dogs go wild. Outside. Wild dogs. Um, books then, or book, mm. you said. Yeah. So, right. You're going to have no idea what I'm talking about now, but any ladies reading this, mm. when I say. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I actually, I actually did read a bit of the first book of Fifty Shades of Grey, mm. because I thought you can't badmouth something and say that it's shit. Oh no, that's if you fair, haven't no. read it, fair can point. you? No, you can't. No. So I read, I think probably about a third. Of it. I made myself read it. Mm. What a steaming pile of shit it is! There, you yeah. can say with authority it's with shite. Authority. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, so go on then, what's your... Uh, so if I said to you, under his eye, would that mean anything to you? Nope. Blessed be the fruit. Blessed be the cheesemakers. What's that then? It's Is that Mon- something about your balls No, again? it's Monty Python and uh, <laughs> Life of Brian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brian, <laughs> his name was Brian. What else? <gasps> oh, I made the rickety chair. You've, yeah. Oh! Don't you dare move on your chair. 
So, uh, God, I can't remember when the original book came out, but it's taught in university now. I think your daughter actually has studied it, mm. uh, The Handmaid's Tale. It's been a cultural phenomenon on the telly. Uh, it's been absolutely massive. Probably more people have seen the TV show than they have read the book. So Margaret Atwood, the woman who wrote it, has brought out the sequel to mm. The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, and it's called Testaments, and I'm about halfway through it now. It's based 15 years after the original Handmaid's Tale, and it doesn't concentrate on Offred, uh, because she sort of disappears to Canada. It follows Aunt Lydia. Those of you who's who've watched the TV show will know who I'm talking about. And two girls, one's Agnes, and she's an upper-class girl, growing up in Gilead and the other one is Daisy who's living in Canada and Daisy is the original Nicole you'll only get this if you actually know the book mm. and the story but it's a big thing for women really the handmaid's tale because it just goes to show how much men hate women was that a dramatic pause then? As yeah, well? I'm waiting for you to argue with me. Well, I don't know. You could watch... Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's many things that you could watch where it just proves that men love women. Go on, then. Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> I, I actually don't know what to say about that. You can, yeah, you can make an argument for anything now, as we well know in this day and age. Yeah. The th I think the reason The Handmaid's Tale has been so popular right now is because of what's going on in the world politically. Mm -hmm. And yet again, I will bring up America <laughs> at the risk of people going, shut the fuck up, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, you know, the abortion rights in America are slowly disappearing and if you sort of read Margaret Atwood's book, it's very worrying. Some of the stuff about women not having... This is very serious, isn't it? I'm not used to this. I know. Not serious talk. You're used to, like, giggling and farting with yeah. Chris, aren't you? I feel like I've got to try and force a fart out just to lighten the mood a little bit. Wouldn't lighten the mood, <laughs> make me leave the bloody room and all that. <laughs> yeah, so it's a great book. If you've read The Handmaid's Tale and you like it, you'll probably like The Testaments as well. Okay. I think that could be the first book recommendation we've had. No, I think, I think I've recommended Have books. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, before. Okay. Shall we move on to television now? Go on then. I've got one television uh, on Netflix, comedy show, Dave Chappelle, Sticks and Stones, uh, and it was, I thought it was, we both sat and watched it. Yeah, it was funny. Laughed like a drain. He's got in trouble over it though. Well, this is why I like it, because it just pokes this out of control political correctness that seems to be prevalent everywhere. Mm. And he sort of shows it for what it is in a lot of ways, mm. even though people did get offended at it. Whereas I thought it was absolutely hilarious. It was. And, and instead yeah. of, and I, you know, I've said before, I find Love Island and shite like that offensive, but I don't go online and complain about it. You know what I do? I don't watch it. Yeah. So yeah. We've I, never actually watched any of Love Island, have no, we? No, because I like to keep my brain cells intact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and also the bit that offended people uh, was about Michael Jackson. Mm. Well, not so much Michael Jackson, but rather the two men that accused him of abusing them. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, a definite full stop, wasn't there, at the end of the joke? Oh, God, yeah. And I think people turned off before the end of the joke, yeah. didn't they? So they didn't get the punchline. No, no. Mm, but yes, I thought it was very funny. It was very funny indeed, yeah. And that's my only television. Have you got any television? You've got tel- only one telly. I've got one TV, two documentaries, two films. Right, well, I can't talk about any films because all the films we talk about together, we watch them together, don't we? Yeah. So I've got a few different TV ones. Okay, then go on. And I will have to put my glasses on for oh, this. Oh, my words, okay. I know, because I'm old, you see. Okay. Uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. The Last Kingdom, they're on episode, uh, I've started episode three of The Last Kingdom, uh, set in the ninth century. This is based on all Bernard Cornwall's Saxon stories and it stars Alexandra Drayman, who is Uhtred, son of Uhtred of Bebenburg. I thought you were going to say son of Uther Pendragon. Oh, if only. If only. Go on, say it. <gasps> Do it. An old Nathrach. Who's that Bedford? Oh, yeah. Doth tell the end of it. Say it again. No, no. no. The dragon's breath will appear. The dragon's breath. And Bodhi will run across <laughs> the road atop of the dragon's breath. Uh, it's not like Game of Thrones. A lot of people have said, oh, are you missing Game of Thrones? Watch The Last Kingdom. It's not. It's not like Game of Thrones. Mm. It's uh, just a rollicking Viking sort of Saxon Wessex King Alfred yarn but if you like sort of historical medievally type action uh programs it's great and there's three series i think they're currently filming series four in somewhere like romania at the moment yeah, that would make sense uh another one netflix the last czars mm-hmm. now i thought oh my god this is right up my street mm-hmm. it's all about the romanovs in russia Tsar Nicholas, who was murdered after the revolution. Zaza Gabor, is she in it? Zaza Gabor, yeah. Good. She's in it. Fifi Gabor. Nice. <laughs> Zaza Gabor. Yeah, it's about... Uh, it's quite interesting, though, because it concentrates a lot on... Um, what's his name now? That monk. Oh, if only I could remember how the song goes. <laughs> Go on, sing it to me, Dave. What it's by your favourite band. You know, Boney M. Oh, you mean Rasputin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot about... Uh, it concentrates a lot on Rasputin. But it's um, it's quite weird, really, because it's sort of acted with all these actors and, you know, in Russia doing all the shit. Mm. And then they've got historians going, yes, well, this really happened. And Rasputin was an evil man who would shag anything that wasn't nailed down. And if they were nailed down, he'd shag them four times. <laughs> he would. So that's a, I actually gave up watching it because it was a bit boring oh. towards the end. Yeah, it's, a, it's like you know what happens, don't you? Really? No, you do. We've been <laughs> Titanic and Sully, <laughs> yeah. but Apollo thirteen. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, I just gave up. Yeah, yeah. I think you've infected me. This <laughs> is good. This is good. Oh, I can't be asked. Can't be asked. It. Put a film on instead. Mm-hmm. One that I didn't give up watching, that I watched to the very end, was Mindhunters. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it, yeah. You've heard of it. So it's uh, made by David Fincher. 
and it's sort of a detective series about the FBI's criminal profiling program, which mm-hmm. began in the 1970s, and it's the inception of it, really. Mm. Uh, it's very, like, sort of Dallas and Dynasty, <laughs> in that it's soap opera mm-hmm. of these two blokes, one's married, one's crazy, and their boss, who may or may not be gay, and she's a woman, and she's never allowed to do anything. She always has to stay in the office because she's a woman. Uh, but they do get to talk to very, very infamous serial killers. I like serial killers. Mm. It seems to be a bit of a thing with me, doesn't it? it? Does. Serial killers, yeah. Uh, series two looks at the murders in Atlanta, all the child murders that happened between 79 and 81. Uh, about, they think, 28 children died. Um, and when they actually arrested somebody for the deaths of all these children, whose name was Wayne Williams, he was only convicted for two of the killings of two young boys. And the police just dropped it. Uh, racism, anybody? Yes. <laughs> so the next one, also Netflix, The OA. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What a fucked up programme that is. I remember when you first started watching it. I don't know the fuck's going on in it. I've just got no idea. Jason Isaacs is in it though. Say hello to Jason Isaacs. Say hello to Jason Isaacs. Hello Jason Isaacs. Mm -hmm. But it's just one of those programmes that even though you don't know what the hell is going on in it, you can't stop watching it. Yeah. And I, unfortunately, Netflix have cancelled it, which is a great shame (sighs) because I think... I think they might have tied some ends up and done a bit of explaining in the third season. One of my biggest bu- bugbears of TV shows, that is. Yeah. It just gets cancelled. Yeah. It's like, you know, I've invested so long. I mean, true, you know, the argument against that is you've enjoyed watching everything they've put out so far. But it's just nice if you get... It's like a, Santa Clarita Diet that me and yeah. Chris talked about, you know, and you watched it as well. It's great. Yeah. It's just, oh, pain in the ass when it gets cancelled. The one... The one series I wish they tied a bow at the end of was Carnival. Do yeah, you remember that? That was a great series, yeah. It was it was fabulous, wasn't it? Yeah. Really a great, yeah. So The OA, I don't know what it's about, but it's really good. If you haven't started watching it and you stoned one night, <laughs> you've got a packet of crisps, you don't know what to do with yourself, watch it. Mm. It'll go down really well. Uh, so my penultimate one is one that I ended up, um, I sort of semi-watch things while I'm painting. Mm. I can't look at the screen. So I sort of judge a programme if it's really good, as if the script's really good. Yeah. Because I can't keep looking at the screen because I'm painting. So this is one that I wasn't really interested in watching Mm -hmm. and ended up watching it. Uh, It's called Russian Doll. Have you seen that on Netflix? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's her face and she's got really, really bright red hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is about um, a a young woman called Nadia. Now, this actress, I've got no idea how old she is, but she's got a really deep voice uh, and a real Brooklyn accent as well, which I'm not going to attempt. Thank God. Um, But it's like Groundhog Day. She's in the bathroom. And she dies. Hmm. She gets hit by a car. And she keeps waking up in the bathroom of the place where somebody's holding a birthday party for her. Yeah. 
it's really difficult to explain to you what happens because it's the same thing over and over again. It re really, it's like, it is Groundhog Day, mm -hmm. but different. Yeah. yeah, so that's... So it's like the Tom Cruise movie, the... What was that called? Vanilla Sky. No, we the same day they changed the name of it over here, didn't they? Was it tomorrow? Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever, and they changed the name. I forget what it was. Yeah, wasn't Wait. it called Generation Kill or something? Something, yeah, originally. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like it's sort of like that, but each time she she takes the situation differently. And the last sort of two episodes, she's gonna die because she gets stuck in a lift, and somebody in the lift with her somehow she finds out that he keeps dying and waking up the next morning so i think series two will probably be about them trying to find out why they keep dying every day and resetting and resetting so i have one last television television mm -hmm. and um a couple of years ago i was flipping through terrestrial television this was when you were going to bed at about eight o'clock at night because of work mm -hmm. because you had to get up very early in the morning so I'd be alone downstairs and I came across this program on BBC4 with a woman in it she's really good looking a little bit posh and she talked to the camera and looked you know she broke the fourth wall mm. and um, I thought oh this is a bit different and uh, you see her sort of getting a phone call off a bloke who comes around, you know, and she's talking to the camera saying, I've got to pretend that I've just got in when really I've been out or I haven't been out all night. I haven't been out all day. So I'm just going to like put my sexy underwear off and shave my fanny so I look wonderful. And then they go to bed and he fucks her up the arse. Another dramatic pause. Another dramatic pause. I can't even speak now. <laughs> I'm a bit lost. And so I'm watching it and I'm thinking, yeah, okay, right, God, she's a bit despicable, really, a bit morally, you know. Yeah, and she's like a bit, a couple of other things happen and she's a bit of a dick, really, you know, self-obsessed. But then something happens that made me absolutely love it because she's going, you know, I questioned myself and she turns to the camera and she looks straight in your eyes and she says, and I keep wondering, have I got a really massive arsehole? <laughs> and that was it then you that was in. it and I was in love with Fleabag and continue to love Fleabag and Phoebe Waller-Bridge uh, I don't know if she's a man th uh, men don't really like Fleabag I don't know if it's a woman thing or I, I think it's bad that people have been having a go at her saying that she's sold out because she's got 20 million a year from Amazon for three years as if anybody <laughs> that said that if they were offered a $60 million contract yeah. would go, no, thank you. I'm not going to have well, that. Well, she's also written Killing Eve, which is a massively mm -hmm. successful TV programme. And at the moment, she's she's writing or tweaking the new James Bond film yeah. to make the women more believable. And that's the great thing about her. Do, whoa, whoa. Does this mean all the women in the new James Bond film are going to have massive arseholes? Oh, he is open. Oh, perhaps we'll get some anal. Oh. Although, a couple of James Bond films, he alludes to doing anal, oh, doesn't go. he? Yeah. All the re-entry jokes. Yeah. 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 Moonraker. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Is that what you call it in England? No, no that's moon raking, probably. Moon raking, all Didn't right, love. Do you fancy oh. a bit of moon raking tonight? <laughs> oh. oh, a bag of chips and a quick moon rake around <laughs> yes. the back of the club. Oh, mind me boulders. <laughs> mind your balls. Boulders. Oh, your boulders. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, I wanted you to watch series two of Fleabag with me, and I kept waiting and waiting and waiting, and then... You were out the other week. It was a Saturday night and you kept ringing me going, <laughs> I've touched, I touched him. And I was alone in the house. So I, I watched the whole of series two of Fleabag where she actually shags a priest. It was like she, she came down from heaven and opened my head and said, Tina. Well, yeah, what would you like to see? Tina, what would you like to see? Would it be a priest telling you to kneel down in the confessional and then you just when you think he's going to put his penis in your mouth? That's it. It was, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, Fleabag, series two. Fleabag, series one. Probably the most amazing comedy made for women with massive arseholes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a really great program though because nothing's off limits yeah. and it's uh, quite sort of I don't know she's just real hmm. you know yeah, yeah man good yeah good what are you clicking I've got my notes that I'm going through here you're putting me off I'm not just because I'm clicking yeah I'm not clicking much it looks like you're touching yourself no just got my hands like near my knee Exactly. Well, yeah. Well, let's leave it there, <laughs> shall we? Let's move on to documentaries. We oh. both. Oh, okay then. No. You I watch. Love, I you like watch Tina wake up when I say, "Hail Satan." Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail no. Satan. There's a question mark at the end, so it's Hail Satan. Is the Hail Satan? Is the is the title of it? This was brilliant. This was really good. Uh, set in America. Uh, and basically it was a group of people who got so pissed off with the religious goings on there who were... Now, come on now, Dave, don't offend anybody. Sorry, I'm... Well, I don't... I have no belief, so I can say what I want. Do you I? identify as I, a, I, a Satanist? What if I identified as God or whatever God people listening to this believed in? What if I identified as that? Well, like Krishna. Yeah. You'd have to shave your head. Okay. I don't think he wore pants, though. No, he'd definitely need below the belt he grooming. He would do, because it's hot in Nepal, well, exactly. isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, below the belt grooming, get into the Nepal market yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this this is all about a group of people who, because the religious sort of... I was going to say far right, but it wasn't even the far right with them, was it? No. It was just religious people who were forcing their religion onto everybody um they set up was it the temple of satan mm. uh, but they did it that they were doing all nice things it was it was they were looking at they were twisting everything that the religious groups were doing wrongly like you know taking a shitload of money off people yeah and these people were giving it back they were going on mm. beaches and clearing the beach i thought it was brilliant that the way that they did it and it could be inflammatory that you see hail satan and the well, they basically were doing what Christians should be doing. Should be doing. You know, supporting people, being pro-choice, 
uh, supporting women who've been raped yeah. and want to have an abortion, um, feeding homeless people, giving homeless people somewhere to live. Yeah, cleaning rivers and fields and everything yeah. of pollution. But also, just to be devil's advocate, they were a certain type of person, mm. weren't they? Sort of the alternative punky sort of yeah. tattooed purple haired person. Yeah. Who are quite, well, I don't know, is there such a thing as left wing in America? I don't know. I don't think there is really. I think they're all either right wing or really, really fucking right wing. <laughs> well, it was, I thought it was telling when all the religious groups were the ones that got very aggressive and shouting yeah. and telling, telling them, you do not do that, you do not do that. Well, who the fuck are you to tell people what just because mm. you don't agree with it and it's not to your belief mm. don't be forcing it onto everybody else mm. i thought obviously if you have strong religious beliefs you probably won't like this because it might even open up a few things might, go, yeah it's probably quite it probably offensive, offensive isn't it yeah. but if like us you don't really have any beliefs at all i have now do you Hail Satan. Yeah, hail Satan. I'd join them for everything that they did. It was great stuff. I'd join them, yeah. We're part of the temple. Oh, when you think then. about it, if you if you are religious and I'm, you don't believe get me in wrong. God, yeah, don't get me wrong, I've got nothing against people who have no, no, any I. any sort of faith. But, but the, the but, thing that winds me up is it's mostly the the very people have these strong religious feelings. Some of the most oh intolerant people you're ever going to meet and so set whereas my belief although it's not religious just be nice to everybody it doesn't matter what color your skin is what race religion sexuality just just be nice you know if somebody's nice to you be nice to them and don't force your beliefs onto everybody what's wrong with you there's nothing wrong with that anyway should we move on before i'm sure a lot of people have turned off thank you everybody that's still listening (laughs) (laughs) you're our kind of people (laughs) Everybody that's not heard this because they've turned off and are offended, well, they're not our kind of people. So, <laughs> Dog lovers. Dog lovers. Yeah, we're dog lovers. Oh, uh, I've got one more documentary. You didn't see this. Uh, was it Was it Debbie Does Dallas? That's not a documentary. That's... I, you told me it was. No, it's, I don't know. Well, I see, you were watching and she got that thing in her mouth. Yeah, it's a, na- and, it's and a nature she was going, programme. She was making... <laughs> Uh, noises it's a nature program and i said what you want you said it's just a documentary you'll be bored go in the kitchen wench and you slapped my ass and make me food i said yeah and i said all right master Mm. uh this you came into the room after i'd finished watching it i think you came into the room part way through watching a platter of food yes ale and i said that's not enough make me more yeah uh, and I got a low cut top on and my bosoms were jiggling a lot that's all I ever allow you to wear <laughs> <laughs> and one of those hats that curl like from yeah, the yeah, handmaid's my, tail yeah my yeah. handmaid's tail hat, hat. Yeah. Yeah, that and it's quite, they're kind of sexy those though aren't they really? I, I don't know oh get on you could love to shag somebody with one of them on I give you something to hold on to I guess if nothing else yeah that's mm. true so this is called Last Breath. It's on Netflix. It's uh, it's a docudrama. It tells the story of events that happened in the North Sea off the coast of Scotland in 2012. And it's about... Um, oh, my God, and I've forgotten the word. There's a type of deep-sea diver, but they're called something divers. And Idiots. They, well, that's, well, no, it's got, like really fucking brave people for what they do. They have to go into these like decompression t- chambers. 
they have to go into these chambers for like a month or six weeks before because they dive to like insane depths and uh, because it was 2012 you've got smartphones you know everything there's cameras everywhere so a lot of it is actual footage from when it happened the divers had cameras on them uh, but some of the stuff that they couldn't get obviously they've reconstructed to show mm. and it works really well that the way they've tied the real footage and the reconstruction and interviewing the people so it, it, they're off the, the coast of Scotland and they're doing this deep dive and there's two divers down there and they're con both connected by these long umbilical cords which is pumping the oxygen and everything to them and they're working down there and there's this massive storm that's happening uh, up on the surface and and this never happened before and I don't think it's ever happened since everything just cut out on the boat all the digital systems that they've got uh, and they just lost control of the boat and because it was a storm the boat was floating off course and of course it's like to the two divers get out of the water as quick as you can but they're working on this structure at the bottom of the seabed well you know on the seabed one gets out uh, one gets caught his umbilical cord gets caught in the structure and the boat's moving farther and farther away and the umbilical cord's getting tighter and tighter and that's his only form of staying alive mm. because if this breaks he's got five minutes of oxygen left and of course the umbilical cord breaks and the boat's floating away Ooh. and there's nothing they can do uh, they're too far away they you know they just can't do anything they're too far away for any other help to come they're the only people that can help this one diver that's left in there uh, to say anything else would be to give too much away because I went into it knowing nothing about it I have never been so stressed watching a documentary <laughs> in my life I was gripping the the seat of the couch I was sweating you know when you're watching something underwater and you go <gasps> and you, mm -hmm. you hold your breath yeah i was doing that yeah. i couldn't breathe uh they take a lot more than five minutes to get back to him oh oh it gets it beats any sort of multi-million dollar hollywood movie for pure tension wow and emotion it's like oh my god oh my god oh yeah. my god it is yeah. really really good very very good but very stressful to watch i did feel stressed afterwards mm. i was so stressed after watching it that i had to put a film on so we'll move on to movies <laughs> the film that i put on also on netflix uh, also to do with in a way underwater because it's about sharks oh god uh, it's called bait now i know there's like you know the likes of sharknado and all of these this is a cut above who's in it i can't remember so no nobody that sharks we... digital sharks digital sharks because Good digital here you sharks go. oh this there's some amazing bits in this uh, a tsunami hits it floods uh, a shop you know one of these big american stores where there's everything in there yeah. like walmart kind of a yeah. thing uh, people get trapped in there uh, with a load of sharks oh what yeah and <laughs> and also with people that were robbing the store at the time when the tsunami hit so can the sharks walk? Unfortunately, no. So, but it's flooded. So the it's people, flooded. the people that that are stuck in there, have to swim. Yeah, yeah. Do they? And they can't get out because the entrance is all blocked because it's collapsed. They're stuck in a flooded building with sharks. Right. And it is so enjoyable. Oh, it sounds. There's a couple. Awful. No, there's a couple of, um, admittedly, not you know, amazing cgi quality but some of the gore in it is brilliant i found it it was the perfect compliment to watching last breath watching this was fun it was one of the most fun mm. films i've seen in a long time i had a 
blast. Is it like it. one of those um, sci-fi channel films? No, then? no, I would say it was better. It's hmm. it is a little bit above them. Right. Yeah, it is. But it's yeah. If you want some fun and you like sharks, like I do, watch that. Did they sing any sea shanties? They didn't. They just ate people. And this, so I don't. Again, I don't want to give too much away because there's some ridiculous things that happen in it. Really ridiculous that had me a whooping and a hollering while I was watching. A whooping it. and a hollering. I'm sure I may have even slapped my thigh. And oh went my god! Yeehaw at one point. Oh god! It was that good. Good. Uh, I've got one. I've only got one other film to talk about. Uh, but I will mention quickly this one. <laughs> because me and you yeah. and Tom yeah. are going to do a spotlight show in it sometime soon. It's the John Travolta movie, The oh. Fanatic. Uh, do yourselves a favour, people. Watch The Fanatic before we record the spotlight show. Or if you don't, I, I think I can more or less guarantee this. Once you've heard the spotlight show, you will want to watch The Fanatic. Oh, God. <laughs> oh God! Uh, it's, it's not. It's, it's not on Netflix or Amazon. We, it's it's available to. It's watch. available. You can find it because everybody's everyone I know has seen it at my suggestion because it's one of those films that you just can't believe what you're seeing. You literally can't believe that John Travolta because he he saw sort of, he was like the most famous actor in the world probably in 1978 wasn't he mm, yeah. there was saturday night fever and he and that is such an amazing film isn't it it's and almost he, as good as staying alive well you put i don't know ah, about that yeah i don't know about that it's an incredible film and he's brilliant in it mm -hmm. isn't he and then he was off the back of that was greece wasn't yeah. it what came after greece was it staying alive no, no, there was... Uh, um, Perfect thingy, thing, was another yeah, one, Yeah, Thingy Cowboy. Urban Cowboy, yeah. And he just sort of slipped away, didn't he? And mm. then Tarantino brought him back in Pulp Fiction. And he was... Yeah, that sort of renaissance. Yeah, he was yeah. really big then, wasn't yeah. he, again? Um, and he was in Face Off, which is an amazing film as well, isn't mm -hmm. it? But, I don't know, it's like he... He sort of got back on top again. And then... All those revelations came out about him having an affair with, well, I was going to say with a driving instructor, but it wasn't. A driving instructor. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Travolta, let's go around the oh. now. It's time to take your test. That's not the gear stick, Mr. That's Travolta. That's not the gear stick. Oh, oh, I hear you like fetons at the weekend. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, it came out that he'd been having like this some long affair with um, another another bloke. Uh, he was a pilot, I think. Mm. Just got swept under the carpet. Whether or not it's true, I don't know. It doesn't make any difference anyway. I mean, he's been married for years, mm. hasn't he? But his his career just sort of took those um, newspaper stuff came out, yeah. gossipy stuff. And his career just yeah, it was sort of more went... like director DVD again. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, but this film is amazing. It's am it's ca it's weird, isn't it? Because Nick Cage has gone through the same thing hmm. because he's made some amazing films, hasn't he? Like Moonlight's amazing and um, Leaving Las Vegas, Face Off again, and he's gone. Like he's just like been in some real piles of shit, and they're all like these generic action films. 
And then he made Mandy. Now, I'm not a massive fan of Mandy, but that was like everybody was going, this is an amazing film and Nick Cage is back. And then he made, <laughs> he's just gone back to like shitty films again. I don't know. There's, what, like, I watched one the other day that will be up for review soon. Mm. Uh, and that was that was okay. Yeah, it was all right. Was, yeah, but it, it wasn't. Was, but it was one of those. But it wasn't was, a a really good Hollywood no, no, film that no. Nick Cage should be in. No. The same with John Travolta. Mm. Um, this though, I, I we've watched uh, interviews with him about the making of mm-hmm. the Fanatic, and it's really obvious that he really believes in this film, and he had a great time making it, and it was amazing. And then I saw who the director was. And Tom then told me as well, because I was like, can't really be him. Can't really be the singer at a Linkin Park. I thought it was Limp Biscuit. It is Limp Biscuit. I was just making sure you were awake. <laughs> yeah. Just don't they, even Fred in the film, did. like uh, one of the characters bigs up Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Oh, this is an awesome song. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder how that got wrote into what the What happened to John Travolta? Mm what happened yeah what did happen he was in an amazing film called the fanatic coming to a spotlight show near you soon yeah yeah uh the final movie we both went to the cinema to watch this you mentioned quentin tarantino earlier once upon a time in america Mm -hmm. his ninth film ninth film uh i really enjoyed it yeah but i came out of there and i said to you much like a lot of quentin tarantino's films i really enjoy them would never bother me if i didn't watch it again Mm. I really, it's weird. I enjoy them, but I'm not asked to foresee them again. Right. So I think this is the best film that he's made since Kill Bill. See, there's another one. I really enjoyed it. Oh, no, I could Don't definitely watch, watch Kill Bill. I hated Inglorious Bastards. And I really didn't like The Hateful Eight. And you know how much mm. I love oh, Westerns yeah, yeah. more than anything. Um, really didn't like it. Massive Leonardo DiCaprio fan as well. I absolutely think he's and he's great. In wonderful, this. but I really like this film. Um, a lot of people would complain it for those of you who haven't seen it and don't know what the story is. It's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's an actor um, who's sort of a bit past his prime. Uh, and he sort of has gone from big movie roles into television and he's trying to get back into big movie roles again, isn't he? Sort of similar to what happened to Clint Eastwood in a way and a couple of other actors from sort of the late 60s, early 70s in Hollywood. Hmm. Uh, and Brad Pitt plays Leonardo's best mate. And stunt and double. stunt double. And it's just, I think is performance of a lifetime for brad pitt yeah i i really like him though anyway i think he's, yeah he's, he's good. really good yeah. but he's another one who sort of slipped out of it and then he's come back with this film and ad astra as well which i've heard differing reviews I, I don't know. of all i've heard of that is just it's boring, it's boring. <laughs> yeah but it it probably could be really boring unless you're into films like solaris mm. And 2001, and mm. then you wouldn't think it was that boring then. Yeah. I think probably, yet again, the the trailer has missold the film. Yeah, that's a lot too. That it's not all action mm. like it is in the trailer, you know. Yeah. So, But I really enjoyed 
uh, once I enjoyed upon a time. It. Yeah, I enjoyed and, it. And I really, really loved the end of it, even though it was total fantasy. And I will definitely watch it again. Mm. I, I liked it enough to buy it. Yeah, okay. I did. Uh, before we move on to the double dip, I just thought as well, me and Tom talked about this on the latest Decade of Decadence show, which, of course, everybody has listened to. Uh, but I think it'd be interesting to get a female perspective on Rambo Last Blood. Because you see it with me. <laughs> Rambo Last Blood? Yeah. Okay. Um, fuck. Is that it? Just fuck. That's the female perspective on Rambo Last Blood. You didn't watch any of the trailers for it. I didn't watch a second of it before I went into the cinema, as I do with Stallone. So I did, because I was intrigued to yeah, what it Can I be just like. say yeah. that you watched the first trailer, then the Red Band trailer came out, I think mm. it was the day before we yeah. went to the cinema. So I went into the kitchen while you could watch it, and mm. all I heard was, woohoo, woo, yeah. <laughs> and other such noises yeah. as you were watching it. So the first trailer, you see him sort of riding horses and that on the farm, and then you see the knife on the rack, and I thought, oh, hello, going back to the earlier films. Mm -hmm. Then when the Red Barn trailer came out and you'd actually met him and he'd been talking about upping the violence in the film, mm. that trailer came out and I thought, oh God, please don't make it really sanitised. Make it as brutal as a Rambo film should be. And it was. That trailer mm -hmm. gave me the promise of, you know, proper, proper Rambo, hiding in tunnels, making traps, the 18 music coming on, <laughs> Mr. T screwing something down, yeah. face getting in the helicopter. No, it's the wrong thing that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So back to Rambo. Yeah. I really like the urban setting as opposed to the jungle. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a good change. Um, I didn't get, I don't really get the racist thing. I don't think that the story painted all Mexican as, as drug dealing cartel members there is such um, a thing as mexican drug dealing cartels yeah absolutely yeah but it didn't say this is all of mexico yeah no it didn't it's just again people looking yeah. to be offended by something yeah yeah um i thought that uh the only character that was even vaguely written was john rambo and even that wasn't enough i th i wanted to see that how he was suffering from PTSD you sort of got brief glimpses of it but then again we got a different film to the rest of Europe well I know from it's been really spotty with the release with the two different versions I know Frederick who's one of our listeners in Sweden has said they've got the longer version there there's a longer version in Australia uh, because one of the early promo photos while it was being made was Rambo in the rain. And of course we didn't get that in the you know, mm. this pouring, you yeah. know, storm somewhere. And we didn't get that. And that's part of a longer cut that will no doubt hopefully appear on Probably DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. But giving a bit more background as to why he has the mindset he does, and you're not really clear who the girl is. Yeah. Is it isn't it is it like his brother's kid? It's not explained. It it's basically I think that um I think that it, it it's probably a much different story to the one that was released to the one that was written. Yeah. Uh, well it was originally gonna be Rambo this was the story for Rambo Four. Yeah. 
Yeah, one of the stories for Amber Fuller. Yeah. yeah. Well, the guy that directed it is. Uh, uh, Mel Gibson's right-hand man. He's mm. his assistant director on all his films. Mm. Um, you know, and I'm a big Mel Gibson fan as well. But I think that hopefully when the Blu-ray comes out of it, we'll get to see, you know, because all the other Rambos have got... Yeah. And uh, the Expendables have got the director's cut. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I would hopefully. imagine yeah. that'll happen. But I have to say that I think that, that Rambo should have ended... After the last film, when he's walking, you know, yeah, to the house, and they shouldn't have made another one. I don't think they should make any more Rambo films. I think he needs to stop. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it for a second time now at the cinema, and my views haven't changed from when I talked to Tom about it. It's still for me, it's like fifth out of the five. It's not a bad mm. film, but it's you know, it's the worst of the Rambo films, and of course, I'll buy it. Uh, but I think when it comes to rewatching it, it'll be one of those that we go, let's go through the Rambo films again, you know, mm. like we have done. Um, you know, you could be tempted, oh, I'll just put the last half an hour on as well. I, I did find it <laughs> plodded a little bit. And again, like we said, it, it didn't seem like a Rambo film. It was just a generic action movie where it could have been, you know, you could have put a woman in there and it could have been Jane Rambo. It, you know, it could have been anything. Yeah, well, the the women haven't really got personality. I'm not going to bang on about women in no, film, no, like no, I normally no, do. But they haven't well, got... Like Tom said, the, the, yeah. the, the character and use of the characters are just not written They're down. not there. The, you know, there's, there is, and everybody's going, and rightly so, because, you know, a lot of films... Basically... The studios it's... are putting out PG and 15 mm. to try and get bums on seats. It's a fair play to putting out a hard R where it's, you know, it's a gore fest at the end. But it's it adds a little bit when you sort of, you sort of care a little bit about what's yeah. going on, where they're just yeah. sort of they are meat bags to be. Yeah, because blown that's up. where and the violence at the end of it is was very well done, mm. wasn't it? And it was probably everything that every red blooded male and me included, because I love violent films. I really enjoyed the last sort of ten minutes, but it was almost like a massive full stop. Like, let's build it up. How can we get to this point where we've got tunnels and mm. and faces being sliced off? And mm. so it was like, you know, trying to get to that point with no emotion. And for, you know, come on, give us, give us credit for having a bit of brain. Mm -hmm. But there was no brain in it. There was wasn't. There? No, unfortunately no. not. No, no. So it was uh, from mm. me. Yeah, didn't hate it, but didn't. So it could have been a hell of a lot better. Oh, yeah, they could. Couldn't it? They could. Yeah. But we've still got the other Rambo films. They're still always going to be yes. there. We'll always have num number two with the best death ever. <laughs> it is the best death, though, isn't it? Shoot him, push him down a hole so he dies and he's hanged at the same time. And blows up with yeah. a grenade. I went to see that in the cinema when it came out. Me and a lad from school bunked off Mark Godley. Went to university and did a degree, a degree in theology. Obviously, Rambo too inspired him. Yeah. Yeah. We also went to see Scarface. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's take a little break and we'll come back with this episode's double dip. <gasps> and now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. 
So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a spectacular show for you tonight. This is your one shot. You win. You're in the big leagues. I don't lose. Let's hear it for Yuri! Last night, they took him to the hospital. How is he doing? He's dead. What about his family? Did he have a wife? Children? Whoa, a lot of money. I've come a very long way to talk to you. You try to talk to her one more time, I'll fucking kill you. But if it's salvation you seek, violence is not the answer. To fight, and Alma is going to be the prize. You think I'm for sale? A freedom, that is the prize. He's an animal, a cold-blooded killer that murdered your husband. So you came all this way to save me? I come here to save myself. I want to be entertained. Bring me your fucking champion. God has given me this gift, and I will not waste it. Right, my pick for the double tip. Obviously, these are films that neither of us have seen, so we've always oh. got you know two films that neither of us have seen. Can you do it out. in the accent, please? No. Yes. Does a Russian accent? Go on. Is Boyka. Boyka. Undisputed four. Go on, give it a go. No, the Russian's one that I couldn't do. I'd never been able to do no. Russian. Oh, no. Shame. No. Uh, starring Scott Atkins, who, who you've met in the flesh. In the flesh. We've got a bit of uh, history, me and Scott. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of being in the flesh together. Yeah. Oh, he was as hard as Rocky was. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Boyka and Disputed Four. Uh, Boyka, Scott Atkins' character, is a Russian... A Russian? ...fighter. The story of this is... I thought it was a good story, Yeah. to be fair. He has yeah. a fight, he kills the person that he's in the ring with. Uh, the, that guy was married. Uh, he meets the wife. He has more fight. It's a lot of fighting going on. A lot of fighting. But and... Pretty amazing. Fighting. I loved the one of the things that I loved about this was it wasn't that shaky cam, quick edit fighting. The fighting in it was brutal, but there were longer cut. I thought it was filmed brilliantly, edited brilliantly. Yeah, it was. You could see what was going on, and you didn't need those quick cuts or shaky cam. They slowed it down at some well, points. Well, yeah, they didn't used. They? I was so just going to say. I was going to say they use speed as well. They slow it up. They, they speed it up, and then it's just like you feel the hits in it, don't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. But I, th I thought that the thread of the, the storyline going through it was interesting, and there was a few twists and a few turns in it. Yeah, better uh, story than Rambo. It was a better story than Rambo. Because you actually gave a shit you about cared. the people that you were in it. You cared for everybody yeah. that was in it, and I thought it had got a good end to it as well. Uh, but it is one of those, 
fighting film. It is one of those fighting films, but it's it is no, it's not. No, no, it but isn't. it's gonna, it's above. Yeah. Because there's so many direct-to-video. This is on Netflix, by the way. So many direct-to-video, cookie-cutter fighting films that are bollocks, basically. Well, yeah, yeah. But this, I think, and you said it makes a difference when you care about the characters mm. and you care about the characters. And Scott Atkins is criminally underrated and should be a far bigger movie star than he is. He should be because he's got. He's, he should be a huge action yeah, star. He could he be like a modern day Stallone. Yeah. Uh, because he's, you know, he's got the looks. Uh, he can act. Mm. He can fight in real yeah. life as well. You know. Yeah. Uh, and you I know th- what it is, though, don't you? It's because he's got a Birmingham accent. Yes. <laughs> it is. Oh. It is, I can't do a Birmingham, but I. I mean, Would when you? I was talking to him, I went, <laughs> "Oh, hello, Scott," because I tried to be like womanly and yeah. voluptuous, so he would want me. And then he said, "He said, yeah, all right, Tina." <laughs> he did actually. <laughs> do you like Judas Priest? He yeah, said. like yeah, like Judas Priest, didn't he? Yeah. 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 That's what's holding him back. Is it's it? his accent. Yeah, but yeah. he does a good Russian accent, isn't it? He did the boy really well. Yeah. Because you said to him, stop fucking talking brummy, Scott, and talk to me in Russian. I said, can you just talk to me in Russian, Scott, and put yeah. your hand down my pants? <laughs> and give me some below the boob grooming. <laughs> below the boob grooming. <laughs> below the bush grooming, darling. In the bush grooming, as we. Yes. Yeah. He was a bit scared of me, wasn't he? Yeah. I was about, I was about the same height as him. He's not really He's tall. He's not really tall, is he now? No, but good lord, he is. He is exactly like he looks on film. He's really good looking, mm. but he's got. Um, how can I put this in a nice way? His personality does not sparkle mm. when you meet him. He's not. He's very nice. Uh, but he, I don't know if he was having an off day um, and he wasn't surrounded by crowds of people. Surprisingly, I think we've talked about this before, haven't we, when we so, actually yeah. met yeah, him. Yeah. No one knew who he was. Yeah, that was crazy. And we were really excited. We were like, hello, Scott Adkins. Uh, it was at a Comic Con, Wales Comic Con, a couple of years ago. And we just got him all to ourselves for Yeah, ages. nobody was bothering yeah, that. Yeah, it was so yeah. weird. And, you know, I don't know if it'd be like that now, but maybe it would be. Maybe I think it, would it probably be. would, yeah. yeah. We had got a really nice talk to him. Um, yeah, but he was... Uh, yeah, he's not... He wasn't very exuberant, mm. was he, really? I think he's quite um, quite quiet. Yeah, just a bit reserved. Uh, and reserved, yeah. Mm. Really nice man, though. And you're he's absolutely a... right about him being in films. He should be he a should massive be. star. Yeah, he should be. Yeah. And this, even though it's undisputed for... You don't need to have seen the others mm, to no. enjoy this. I think I've only seen, definitely seen the first one. I was going to say, what other films has he? Might have seen the second one. I'm sure I haven't seen the third. Obviously, seen the fourth, and I think I saw before we started recording that they've made or going to make a fifth. Yeah, yeah. They I must know. make money. I mean, they are, but they are really good. Well, he's in a film called Avengement that Fareed told me about and said that it's really amazing mm. that's just come out. But he's had bit parts in quite a lot of films. He was in Expendables, Expendables wasn't yeah. he? And uh, is he in Guardians of the Galaxy or Star Wars? One of the Star... 
I don't know. He's in... Oh, no, I know. Doctor Strange. Okay. He's in uh, Doctor Strange. He's one of Maz Mikkelsen's henchmen. Yeah. Ooh, there's a sandwich I'd like to be in. (laughs) Maz Mikkelsen and Scott Adkins. Can I have that for my birthday, please? Your birthday, okay. I'll see what I can do. That and some bush cream. And bush cream. Bush or boob cream. Whatever they decide to make. <laughs> if I had a choice... Of bush or boob. Of b- bush or Would boob. Would you rather have, then... Yeah. Fresh and comfortable boobs... Mm. And a sweaty bush... Or... Who says I've got a bush, day? Well, if that... I might be... <laughs> Go on, carry on. I'm waiting... <laughs> Go on, people are listening now. Please. I might not have a hairy bush. <gasps> okay then. Shall we say? Okay then. Would you rather have fresh and comfortable boobs? Yes. And a sweaty lady garden, or <laughs> that may or may not be overgrown, or would you rather have a fresh and comfortable lady, garden, lady garden and sweaty and uncomfortable boobs? What would be the choice? This is, again, purely research for below-the-belt grooming for their next range of product for what they're going to concentrate on. Well, this is where men and women differ because men get sweaty balls, Mm. don't they? And do you get sweaty cocks as well? Well, it's also the same area, isn't it? Is it? it? Yeah. Just like all, like a... Unless you're severely deformed or something. You've got a cock growing under your arm or something. Yeah. 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 Like my brother, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Carry so, on, <laughs> so, so men have really like sweaty balls and everything, but women don't really have sweaty fannies unless they buy DVDs from CEX. <laughs> and you're stood next to them and you can tell you've got yeah. a really sweaty fanny. Yeah, yeah, because normally they... I don't think any person is allowed into CEX, which is a second-hand place for people that are out of the UK, over here that sells everything second-hand. Uh, you're not allowed into CEX until you go through... You know when you go into an airport somewhere and you walk through like a that metal detector thing? CEX has similar, but it's like a sweat detector. Mm. And if you're not sweating enough, they don't let you in. Yeah, and if you haven't got something really sticky all over your fingers... While you're handling the films and everything. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah they won't let you in. So I would say, as a woman who identifies as a woman... <laughs> <laughs> with very large breasts, given the choice between my lady garden having a squirt um, and my underboobage having a mm. squirt, that sounds a bit rude, doesn't it? Does, it? Doesn't it? You would rather I would, have. I would rather go for the boobage. There we go. It's yes. done. Below the boob grooming. Below the boob. Gr- Get on it. Below the boobs. Coming to you soon. Yeah. Uh, well, we move. We have moved on from undisputed four. Have uh, we? Yeah. I was just thinking about him. We've got it's it's not a stretch of the imagination from talking about Scott Adkins to you talking about your lady garden and boobs in all no, honesty. Not really. But I would uh I would thoroughly recommend it, even if you haven't seen the first three. Um I did rub this boob on him. Did you? Yeah, when I put my arm round him I said, Oh Scott, I said, Can I kiss you? And he went and tried to run away, but I'd already got in him in a headlock yeah. by then, hadn't I? And he tried to do that overhead kick to get rid of you. Yeah, dodged it. yeah I'm stronger than impressive. him. Yeah. Would you recommend Undisputed for them? Definitely, you, yeah. yeah I really enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, good. it was good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Shall we move on to your pick then? Yeah. I told you that I want to go to that festival in Sweden. No, you said it would be cool to go. Yeah, and then I got the opportunity and I decided Look, I to do it. I don't mind you going. I just wish you would have told me. That's all. Dude, she needs a therapist. 
You've been wanting out of this stupid relationship for like a year now. And don't forget about all of the beautiful Swedish women you meet in June. Okay, guys. That's not her again. Seriously? Babe, what's happening? Danny. I was so very sorry to hear about what happened. I'm sorry. I invited Danny to come to Sweden. You know what she's been going through? Christian says you've got this special week planned. It's sort of a crazy festival. Special ceremonies and dressing up. That sounds fun. Unbelievable. Welcome and happy midsummer. Skål! What time is it? 9 p.m. That can't be right. The sky is blue. This is what 9 p.m. is like here. <laughs> How long have you two been together? Just over three and a half years. Four years. Really? Yeah. What do you think? It's like another world. Tomorrow's a big day. Is it scary? What is it? It has special properties. What am I going through? We just need to acclimate. I don't want to acclimate. I want to go. Absolutely not. What's happening? I don't know why you invited us. That's why you look so guilty right now, because you know. We only do this every 90 years. I was most excited for you to come. What was that? It was... Midsommar. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the man who directed it. It's some foreign name. You're going to have to look it up. Go on IMDb. Well, carry on talking then and I'll have a look. Okay, I'll need so... To click. So when Midsummer came out in the cinema this summer... Oh, um, the rickety chair's going to go now. Go on. Rickety chair. We were going to go and see it in the sun cinema and we ended up not going. Um, the guy who directed it, his last film was Hereditary, which is a very divisive film again, isn't it? Either you love it or you hate it. Mm -hmm. We really loved it. It's Ari Aster. A Ari. Ari Aster. Ari Aster. He wrote and directed Midsommar. Why are you saying that? Because that's how Mark Commode says you've got to pronounce it. Why? Because that's how it, you do pronounce it. It's not Midsummer. it's Midsommar. Okay. Carry on. Carry on. Weird. Uh, yeah, so we, we went to see Hereditary. Absolutely amazing film, and I hated the last 10 minutes of it. I was, like, really pissed off that it just sort of went this is great this is great this is great hmm. and uh, actually i think it's on netflix now or it could be amazon prime hereditary this is not yeah, yeah this is hereditary this is available to watch you oh. can watch hereditary midsummer is uh, i think it's coming out on blu-ray next week hmm. um and it's Basically, oh God, how to explain what? How do you explain what it's about? Four go bonkers in Sweden. Yeah. So there's a, a, a young lad, he's in university, his girlfriend. Actually, five go bonkers in Sweden. It's the fifth 
Well, there's the four lads and the girl. Yeah, she's the fifth one. So he's going out with this girl who's Florence Pugh, great actress, been in loads of things in Britain. Um, my favourite film with her in is called Lady Macbeth. It's not the Lady Macbeth, as in Shakespeare. It's a different one. Well worth. I think that's actually on Amazon Prime, Lady mm. Macbeth. Really great film. Gothic horror. Uh, so she's a bit hysterical all the way through it. And a couple of horrible things happen to her. And her boyfriend is going to go to Sweden with his mates. And basically they're all going on a shag fest. And they don't want her to come. And he feels really guilty and he invites her. So they all end up in this sort of hippie-ish village, don't they? Yeah, because one of them is writing a thesis on uh, summer festivals. Yeah. yeah. That's why they go to Sweden. And they've got somebody over from Sweden. Yeah. They from met, the, there, they meet from that commune. From that commune, yeah, is one of the friends. And he's going to take them back and show them around. So we sat there and watched it. And it's quite a visual spectacular as far as films go isn't it it's beautiful There's, it's one of the i think if you watch it two three four times you're going to see new stuff in it every time yeah i think there's a lot of, of focus there's a lot of very subtle, subtle yeah effects in it and you're thinking oh and not only visual effects there's a lot of things that at first are seemingly sort of innocuous it's it's a photograph on a table. Yeah. It's a drawing. It's uh, an item on the floor or mm. whatever. And then later on, you think, oh, well, that's a callback uh, to yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's difficult to talk about, really, isn't it? It is, yeah. Because you, I don't want to tell anybody what happens, because if you give anything away, it would ruin it. Yeah, because we went into it. The, I remember you saying after it finished, oh, I thought that was going to be a horror film. Yeah. Uh, now, I wasn't expecting a horror film. I was expecting a weird, psychedelic fantasy. Now, I'd listened to Mark Commode mm. talk about it. Right, I haven't show. heard him. So I'd got a bit more of a idea of what to expect. Right. So I didn't go into it expecting a horror film. Uh, it did... To be fair, it gave me a lot more than I was expecting. Mm. I thought, although the narrative of it could be explained as being a little bit ponderous, maybe it's yeah. very slow. Yeah. Um, not much happens. I've I got don't a, know. No, I no, no. Actually, well, no, no. When I say not much happens, I mean for people that are expecting big set pieces. Yeah. You know a lot I mean? happens, but it's all a bit. It's all a bit miserable, but you know, isn't it? Yeah. And depressed. But you know when I said about um, the documentary Last Breath, and I've yeah. not felt as tense mm. watching something like that. This had it had me feeling very uneasy. Yeah. It was palpable. Yeah. That you were watching it and you were going, "Ooh, oh, I something... don't feel comfortable." Ooh, is something going to happen now? Yeah. yeah. That's it exactly. And that's good. And that's testament to the to the story, to the direction, to the visuals, to the sound. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, I think they all come together really well, even though don't be expecting well, don't be expecting a horror film, don't be expecting something where there's big set pieces going on or anything like that. It's slow, it takes its time, but I think it works because of that. Mm. And you're 
you're drawn into the situation that those characters are drawn into because it takes its time to do that. Yeah. And then as things begin to happen, you feel for them and you go in, don't, no, don't walk over there because <laughs> I'm sure something not very nice is going to happen. Yeah, don't go behind that bush because that man's got a big hammer. Yeah. And even yeah. though a lot of the time you don't explicitly see what's happened, sometimes that works for the better because it's left to your imagination. Yeah. You sometimes see the aftermath and you think, oh, that happened, and it's left to you to think of how it sort of happened. Other times you do see things mm. happening uh, that you go, and they are, there is a few holy fuck moments. What about that epic shag scene near the end of it now? Yeah, there is a sex scene where there's a couple having sex and there's 12 naked women around them. Yeah, there's a load of naked women. And yeah. it, uh, what about when that old woman gets behind him and starts pushing his ass? Yeah, like, pumping him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was quite... It was it was a bit Lynchian. Hmm. Uh, not so much, maybe I don't know. See, you so noticed you noticed stuff with. So here's an example of like subtle stuff with the eyes, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. You went. Her eyes are bigger. Her, her eyes a little. Have they gone a little bit bigger now? Yeah. Or has his eyes gone? And then you started to notice it. Then I noticed there was like there were shots of people, and there'd be a crowd of people, but certain ones of them, their faces were just like. Mm. And it wasn't due to like depth of field or anything like that because they were all you know yeah same yeah. focal distance away. It's just little ways of making yeah. you feel and uneasy. Then, like, but hereditary is like that yeah, as well, is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, there's a lot of drug taking in it as well, mm. and you, you sort of get even though you don't have a POV, you know their character's point of view, even though you're still seeing through the camera lens, it's as though you, the viewer, have taken whatever they're taking as well. Yeah. A lot of hallucinogenic so it puts drugs. You yeah. As though you know, there's a, a scene at this dinner table they're eating, and they've taken drugs, and then there's things on the table that start like moving around, mm. and it's as though you're sat there and you've taken drugs with them, and you're looking at it and you're going, "I don't feel comfortable sat at this table." Mm. The music's really good in the film. The as music's well. good, yeah. It sounds sort of like skewed Swedish folk music. Mm. That's a bit not right and a little bit out of tune to mm. make you feel uneasy yeah. and the costumes are out of this world in oh it. yeah they're really good um towards the end when the may queen appears and she's absolutely covered in flowers absolutely it's a stunning looking film and it actually is, yeah. when we when we finished watching it i thought oh is that it it was one of those oh that's the end <laughs> but now I'm actually thinking about it. I'm thinking, yeah, I quite like that. I like, I like, I would, yeah. I would watch it again. It's more a relationship film than it a is, horror yeah, film, yeah. isn't it? It is, yeah. But she's, she is very hysterical, and she did get them. And she's a great actress, Florence. Oh, it Pugh. must have been, yeah, it must have been an absolute killer film in it for her. Yeah, she, she's like, she really goes through the mill in it. Yeah. She screams and cries yeah. a lot yeah. in it, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So would you recommend that? Uh, or with any caveats you recommend it but yeah I would recommend it but only if you like that sort of thing mm. if you're expecting a horror film it's not a horror film no uh, and if you didn't like Hereditary you won't like this mm. um, definitely not yeah that was the sound from Hereditary just in case anybody doesn't know <laughs> and you're going insane perhaps I am maybe so uh, right, let's take a break then, and we shall come back in a minute. You can't please all the people all the time, but we hope we'll please most of you most of the time. Anyway, see you soon. 
right, you may well remember at the beginning of the show, we talked about our sponsors. Well, actually, all the way through, we've talked about our sponsors, Below the Belt Grooming. Uh, and you've heard the exclusive about their upcoming range of products, Below the Boob Grooming. <laughs> uh, if only. So just a reminder that you've until October the 14th to send us an email. And please, 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 no sweaty ball pictures, just to remind you about Unless they're ginger. Uh, send us an email. Um, and just make us laugh. If it's ball related, you get extra bonus points. So I'll leave that to your imagination. Now, the reason it's October the 14th is because I've also got two Blu-rays that I'm going to give away. Now, going back to the previous entertainment show, where I asked for 10 emails because nobody was asked emailing us. Mm, the competition. And I've said before, you know, we, we there's constantly competitions running on Twitter and they get loads of retweets. We have learned over the years, we've just pared it down to a retweet because if you ask for anything more than that, people just can't be asked. Mm. Uh, but I know there's people that don't follow us on Twitter and I really do want to give more back to the people that listen to the podcast because that's, you know, it's the main thing mm. that we do. But we didn't, we yeah, ran some competitions and the last one, I think it was what, it was three replies that yeah. we got. So I said, right, if don't get 10 email replies from the last episode, well then I'm just not going to do the competitions. Uh, well, I'll let it be known, I didn't get 10 replies. Oh. I know, I didn't get 10 replies. But you made a very good point. You said, okay, even if, say for example, only three people don't, we did get more than three people email us, thankfully this time. Even if three people enter the competitions that you do on these podcasts, well done them, because yeah. they're going to be the same three that will keep winning. If nobody else can be bothered, yeah. good on you. You're the same people that are going to keep winning, so your chances of winning are very, very high. Uh, so I'm going to keep doing the competitions. Uh, we're sticking purely to the entertainment shows, because these are about film, TV, you know, yeah. and it's DVDs and Blu-rays that we're going to give away. So these two Blu-rays that we've got to give away, they're going to be released on October the 14th. So all answers have to be in by Midnight UK uh, time on October the 14th. Uh, the two Blu-rays are they're both black exploitation films. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, the Take and oh, and there's the Chip Van making its way up the road. <laughs> That's not the other film. The Take and the Chip Van. The Chip Van. The Take is one film and Black Gun. Wow. Bucka, bucka, bucka. Fred Williamson. Fred great, Williamson. Great film it is too. Oh wow. We've got those Blu-rays both released on October the 14th. All you have to do to win those, send us an email again. Tell us why you'd want them. Again, anything that makes us laughs always gets bonus points. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, do what you want with that. If you email us via the website, the contact form, you cannot put a header on there. So you couldn't put, you know, competition or whatever, you know, mm. Blu-ray competition or below-the-belt grooming competition. But it'll be clear in your answer. Yeah. Uh, if you do email us direct, please put in a header, you know, put either below-the-belt competition or Blu-ray competition. So, the listeners have got <laughs> two chances of winning. We're giving away a great yeah. product from Below the Belt. We've got two Blu-rays to give away. Both of those need to be in by midnight UK time on October the 14th. And I'm yeah. sorry, I know a lot of people, and we have released quite a few podcasts recently. If you're a bit behind, you might be listening to this and the date has gone. I apologise for that. Um, but we, I need to keep it by October the 14th because yeah. I've got more stuff to give away. Yeah. So, and I don't want to get too far behind with those. So if you're listening to this in time and you want a chance of winning, and it's a really good chance of winning, all you've got to do is send us an email, make us laugh. You've got two things to go for. The people that emailed us, some of the people that did take the time to email us, uh, thank you to begin with. 
Yes, thank you. I'll just I'll read some out, shall I? Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. So the first one was from Alan Sanders from The Wilder Ride. Oh, I yeah, I know him. He's quite good looking, isn't he? He's and he's very professional and very good at what he's he does. Smooth, isn't he? He doesn't have a fish and chip van going off in the background. He wishes he? he had a fish and chip van <laughs> where he lives. Uh, I had an email from him and it said, in an effort to please the old man rant you went off on with your entertainment show, here's an email for you, Alan. Oh, so Take the time to do it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Alan. When you think about it, it literally is. It takes a minute, doesn't yeah. it? And people are just too lazy to do it. Yeah. And we, you know, and as we talked about before, if we get the same three people that keep consistently winning stuff, mm. yeah. That's fair enough. Because Below the Belt, just to come away from the emails just for a minute, Below the Belt Grooming did get in touch with us when they said, you know, they'd love to sponsor these shows. They wanted to send us, us you know, mm. us, Chris, everybody, uh, some of their products. And I said, no, it's not. We don't do this yeah. for our gain we never have done we never will do we want to give it to the listener you know i think in all the years that we've been doing it you have had a t-shirt that you kept once Mm. and that was off john carpenter's wife sandy that was yeah back in 80s beach house when we interviewed me and tom interviewed her but she said what's both your sizes i'll send you both a a t-shirt but everything that we get given uh, we give back blue ra- blu-rays as anyone who's won a competition uh who's listening to this now you know that this is true we don't keep anything no. we do we no. we don't keep so anything below the belt all. no i said to below the belt no i'd rather listeners mm. get the chance of winning it so yeah. that's why you know these next yeah. shows we we're giving away stuff from them so uh yeah if you just want to support us and send us an email and enter these we'll, we'll happily give you stuff yeah <laughs> whatever we're given we'll give it to you just send us an email so another email we got was from his postman Gav on Twitter. It's mm. Gavin Fisher. Yeah. Now Gav, Gav tweeted us again. He's very active on Twitter with us. He's yeah. really good. Hello, Gav. Uh, he loves as well. He, he loves rock music as well. So he likes the sound. Oh, Gav like a rock goddess then. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he sent me a tweet today. He just found Little Angels. He said, "Oh, oh wow. might like them." So I said, "Oh yeah, I know yeah. Little Angels." And um, he liked the latest sound check amount show of course so yeah thanks gav he sent us an email just wanted to send you a a little show of support via email i've been off work for three weeks which is where i do my podcast listening so i have a few to catch up on i started the entertainment show today while mowing the lawn and have to say i'm a bit saddened to hear that the podcast only competitions were so poorly supported keep up the good work and please know that free stuff or no free stuff i'll be listening cheers guys Oh, that was nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we got another one from Alex McFarlane. Hi, Dave, Chris, and team. Having just thoroughly enjoyed the recent entertainment show podcast, I'm answering your call for emails. Whilst I'm certainly up for a chance of a freebie, Uwer Misses. I always like the use of Uwer Misses. Yeah, Uwer Misses. Uh, I really just wanted to thank you and the rest of the team for keeping me entertained on my dog walks with your shows. I am an older listener. Should I say his age? He gives us his age. Yeah, go on then. 59. <gasps> Oh! It gives me hope that people can still use keyboard at age fifty. Yeah, I know yeah. that. You know. Do you think he's got sweaty balls? Probably. Do you think so? We'll soon find out that if he enters the competition. Yeah. Oh, maybe that'll put people off that if they enter, they're sort of admitting that they've got sweaty balls. No. They could say they're getting it for somebody else for a could Christmas do. present. Yeah. And we won't tell anybody, will we? We won't say. Should we tell everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
who really loves movies and video games and your shows, entertainment show, ABC of Gaming, etc. They're always the first thing I check for when looking for my most recent podcasts. I can't thank you enough for all the laughter over the years. I found you through the same coin, RIP, and I'm hooked. There you go. As a non-Twitter user, a big thanks for encouraging emails. I've been meaning to give feedback for years, but like most folks, I am a lazy bastard when it comes to stuff <laughs> like that. More than happy to lose my feedback virginity to you guys. Keep up the good work, Alex. P.S. Congrats on the Clintcast fistful of dollars. When should I watch? A few dollars more. Yes, when's the next I one? don't want to do that too early, given the slight delay last time. Thank you for being polite, Alex, with slight delay. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping, well, was, I was originally hoping for the end of this month, September. I would like to guarantee October. Where is Ben? He's disappeared. Uh, word is that he's digging tunnels and setting traps somewhere. Uh, down I south thought he'd be doing something in Bogner. Like Bogner. Yeah, he's doing that. The Bogner Tunnel Monster. Yeah, he's yeah. waiting for some. I don't know. Cockney drug. Cockneyed? Is that like knees? Cock no, cock no. Cockney. Cockney drug cartel. Yeah. That are after him. Yeah. And he's gonna he's gonna take him out in these tunnels. Uh, next up, Ash Malkin. Hello, numerical 60 minutes with team. That you can tell. Oh, why is Arsy? No, I like you, it. You can tell that Ash is a listener with that, that's for sure. Would be lovely to win some free shit from listening to the entertainment shows. Here's hoping you receive at least another nine emails. Keep up the stellar work. I love a good double dip. Ooh, another ooh, nice. <laughs> I, have, I have also signed up for the horse racing betting syndicate. I have yet to perform well. Nice. We talked about oh, the ITV7 yeah. earlier, didn't we? Uh, Tone Capone. I stopped entering after I won Big Trouble in Little China from you guys to give others a chance. Didn't realise nobody was entering. <laughs> Love the oh. show, guys, and have just joined the ITV7 League. See, that's yeah. a place to be as well, yeah. the ITV7 yeah. League. Free money. Uh, Steve Morlian. Is that a real name? Well, it could be pronounced More Lion. More Lion? I'm going with Steve Morlian. Morlian. It would be good if it was Steve Lion. Mm. That's Steve Lion and Johnny Panther. <laughs> like Strike of the Panther. Steve, Steve Lyon and Johnny Panther. Nice. Taking out the scum of the streets. Yeah. yeah that'd be good. Uh, hey, guys. First off, hello from Little Belgium. Oh. Wow. And I have to say that I love the show. I always listen to the entertainment show, ABC Gaming, and, of course, the almighty Clint Cast. Yes. First time emailer. I just want to say that I despise Twitter, <laughs> so I don't do it. And we'll not even start doing it. It's fair enough. Keep up the great work because you guys make me laugh every damn time. My co-workers started to look at me funny and I fear they might call an intervention soon. So, <laughs> so please, please, please release more shows. Like the title said, I like to win something, but it's no must. My point I like to prove is that not all your listeners are lazy retweeting twats. So, <laughs> <laughs> some of us do take the time to put in an effort of sending you a good email. Bye for now. Steve Morland. That's really nice. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Thank you to everybody that emails thank us. You. And I do reply. And I've been, I've been swapping emails with Steve and Alex. And yeah. yeah. So it's, it's nice. We really like getting emails, don't we? We do, yeah. Especially when they're for us and not for 60 Minutes with in America, the news Oh, program. 60 Minutes. Yeah, they watch. They think we are 60 Minutes yeah. TV show. Yeah. And they do that. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice to get emails. I say, yeah, I, always, I do try to reply. Same on Twitter yeah. or whatever. So here you go, folks. Uh, you can win. Below the belt grooming product, you know what to do for that. Two Blu-rays that have not even been released yet. Mm -hmm. 
two great black exploitation films. Yeah, they are really good as well. Uh, so you can win them. Just send us an email. Just send us an email. Make us laugh. Make us laugh. Or and even Make if you don't want laugh. to enter the competitions, send us an email anytime you want. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Let us know you're out there. You know, if you're a lady and you've got sweaty boobs and you think I was wrong and you'd rather have a fresh, you'd rather have a fresh mush. What? What? I haven't even been drinking. I know you've had what? What have you had? A glass of Coke? I've had, yeah, a glass of Coke. And I've had sat here with a cup of coffee. I haven't even had any of Frederick's chocolate. What do you think? Because people saw that for a change it was me and you doing this Mm. and they were expecting some kind of drunken SOS. Yeah, it probably would do, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. That'll have to wait in the next SOS show. Yeah. People might be asking, why hasn't there been another SOS show? Because my liver can't take it. No. No. It's probably because you keep putting it off because it's my turn to pick the film and you don't want to watch a good film. (laughs) It's all right laughing. It's not fucking funny, you fuck. I suppose I'm going to have to suffer at some point. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to pick a really, really, really the most boring oh, film. Farty. It's going to be, I'll probably pick like something by David Lynch just to pick, piss you off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, there we go. We shall finish. Uh, people know the website, 60minuteswith.co.uk. Numerical 60, not alphabetical. Yeah. Uh, I've already told you how you can email us. Twitter, Instagram, at 60 Minutes With. Reddit, 60 Minutes with Podcast. That's another way to leave us some feedback on there. Oh, actually, I didn't check the Reddit before I started recording in case of feedback from the last episode. Mm. I shall do that in the next one. Yeah. Here's everybody's chance to leave us uh, even more feedback. Uh, and, of course, the World Tour page. Get some. We've got three states in America now. We've got a mm. picture. Um, it was Steve, actually, from Belgium. He went across into France. And we've got a picture there. Um... We've got some incoming from more from America. Then we've got one from Taiwan. Uh, sent some out to Australia. So yeah, it'll be good. Mm. No matter where you are in the world, um, take a picture. You know what to do. Go to the yeah. go to the World Tour page. It's all good. You're going to play goat now, aren't you? Yes, I, I suppose I'll have to do some more editing, or maybe not. Maybe I'd have forgotten, and there'll be no editing whatsoever. <laughs> no, I will. We'll finish off. With goats. Would you like to say goodbye, Tina? Goodbye, Tina. Goodbye, Tina. Goodbye.